0: What have we learned after week 14 in the NFL season? The Los Angeles Chargers had the 10th pick in the 2024 NFL Draft. Where could they go? Draft storylines is coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft. Your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What's up, Locked On Family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find the follow me on X at dp underscore nfl i'm a national scout and senior draft analyst And guys i gotta kick this intro over to my partner in crime keith sanchez mr lsu uh over with those 2019 national champion lsu tigers you can find and follow him on x at the talent code keep talking to him baby
1: what's up locked on family this is keith sanchez 2019 national champ with those lsu tigers man and what the other sides of this dynamic duo that we like to call the locked on nfl draft podcast man where we talk everything college football we talk everything nfl football and like we like to say over here it all starts with the nfl draft man draft prospects draft philosophy draft strategies we're talking it all in dp draft strategies we are jumping into the Los Angeles Chargers, right? You have Justin Herbert, you have Khalil Mack, you have one of the Bosa brothers, DP, you have one of the most talented rosters and still uh you can't win games, man. You have the 10th overall pick. And then we're getting into our classic segment, right? Where we talk rookie report. We did have a Charger rookie that made a, a pretty big appearance, DP. We're going to talk about it. Then there's going to be a Coach K appearance. There's going to be a Coach DP appearance, man. We're jumping into the locker room and we're handing out game balls. But DP, before we get that thing started, man, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor?
0: Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKED ON NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices. Guaranteed, per tankathon, Keith, the Los Angeles Chargers. You talk about draft storylines. They have the tenth pick in the twenty twenty four NFL draft. If it was were to start today, this is a team that we expected better things from. Justin Herbert, like you said, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa asante samuel jr right you got uh i forget the young left tackle's name he's back uh, healthy Rashawn,
1: Rashawn, Rashawn slater.
0: slater you know austin eckler you got all these different pieces D- Salier,
1: zion johnson yeah.
0: it's so many man like th- th- there's no reason for this team to be where they are Keith. so for me when i talk about draft storylines the los angeles Chargers to me have to figure out what direction they're going, how they want to rebuild this team, and, or, or retool this team, so they can get back to the playoffs. This is the team that was in the playoffs of twenty twenty three after the twenty twenty two season, right? First round against the Jaguars, had a multi score lead, and they squandered it. They choked, right? So Keith, I, I, I saw tweets already. You know what I mean from some some Chargers fans. Man, we in position for Brock Bowers. I'm like, all That's right. Like-
1: <laughs> okay, well, all
0: right. That's what we're doing now. I, I don't know, Keith is is as fun as Madden is to play. You're trying to win real football games. And I love Brock by we both do. But is Brock Bowers really the, the pick if they were to draft at 10? Is that where they should go, or should they look at the defensive side of the ball, Keith?
1: I, I think it's tough, DP, and I'm gonna rewind this when we talk about the, the Los Angeles Chargers, San Diego Chargers. DP, if if we're talking about the past 20 years, right? So I'm not going to even take this version of the Chargers, right? Even the Philip Rivers version of the Chargers, right? When it was Sean Merriman, Sean Phillips, Antonio Camardi, Quentin Jammer, Lorenzo Neal, LT at the running back position, Vincent Jackson, I think. It DP, yep. it, it seems that the, like if you look at the past 20 years, probably half of those years, the Chargers as an organization have had one of the better rosters, right? And so you take that, and then now you almost history repeats itself, and you have one of the same things. So you ask me, Keith, can they um, go after a Brock Bowers, right? I would almost say, why not? Because if you look at it in the trenches, D.P., they're not bad, right? You 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 have a Bosa brother. You have Khalil Mack, right? You have Sebastian Joseph Day, right? Now, maybe the linebacker position on defense you can't address, but then you look at the secondary, right? They, I mean, this is a secondary with Durin, Durin James. You're all pro safety, right? And then you have Asante Samuel Jr., right? A guy that can consistently make plays. You have to feel comfortable with your secondary if you traded away J.C. Jackson during the middle of the season, right? So you have to feel comfortable with it. But if, if, if you tell me you know what? We're not going to go any offensive skill position and we're going to go defense. It would be the interior defensive line, which we've been saying this time and time and time again. They refuse to address a DP or I'm, I'm looking at the linebacker position. Maybe you can afford to use a guy like a Jeremiah Trotter Jr., right? Someone like that, a signal caller, high IQ player, somebody, you know, you can play the Mike backer position because I know that Kenneth Murray has struggled some. Um, just you know picking things up and really understanding how to play um, play the true Mike backer position so this charges conversation DP I mean it, it can go to so many different levels right because there is so many layers to this now you even get to if we flip to the offensive side of the football I want to ask you are you comfortable with everything offensively like when you, when you look at the offensive skill positions right with an agent Keenan Allen um, you know Quentin Johnston, right? Mike Williams torn ACL. He was the I, I, it just feels like those two players, DP, and I don't know why. And we talked about this on a call before. I just feel like every year, and I, I, I'm not, I don't want to preface this by making this a negative comment about injuries, right? I, this is not a, a, a making fun of players or saying anything like that. I just feel like year in and year out, that combination is not healthy, right? Like the combination of Keenan Allen and and Mike Williams somebody's injured at some point, right? I don't, you never get a full 16 or maybe even a full 12, right? Somebody's hurt whether there's a hamstring ankle, something like that. So I would maybe a, a weapon, right? Like they can, I think they can go a weapon because of, of that combination. So I, that, that's where I'm kind of at what I want to ask you, where you at with it? Man, I'm
0: you, everything you said is facts, right? Like they've been a talented roster for 20-some-odd years, you know what I mean? Through the Drew Brees' time, through the Phillip Rivers' time, now to Justin Herbert, and it's like, there's a – there, yes. you know how Steve this, Young said teams, there was a monkey in the back? It.
1: We give the, the, the Green Bay Packers a lot of credit, right, yes. for, yes. for, for drafting quarterbacks. They've done a pretty good job. You go from exactly. Drew Brees to, you know what? We don't want Drew Brees anymore. We're going to draft Philip River. Philip Rivers winds out to be a hit. When you're talking about a starting quarterback that consistently makes Pro Bowls, that's high, what Philip Rivers is. starting
0: quarterback at that.
1: Is. Yeah, right. And, and then you 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 turn that into Justin Herbert for Justin the next Herber. 10, 15 years. So they've done a good job. They he still the struggle
0: to win playoff games. Like, what is the problem here, man? <laughs> like, what, what's the it, – it's crazy, Keith, because Steve Young said – you know, when he finally won the playoff game and all that after Joe Montana, he said, man, I got that monkey off my back. There's not a monkey on this organization's back. It's a full-blown gorilla at this point, right? <laughs> it's it's fully grown and it's strong as ever. And for me, man, I just think about it. And, you know, even looking at the numbers, right, when you look at where they rank defensively in the run game was actually surprising to me. They're middle of the pack. They're <clears throat> they allow 113 rush yards per game. Right. So that's not that's not bad, Keith. But this is where it it flips, because now they're fourth most in the league in passing yards allowed. They've allowed over thirty four hundred passing yards on the season. They allow over two hundred and six. They allow two hundred sixty two passing yards per game. So it's like, man, like what is going on here with Mm -hmm. this team, right? In 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 terms of points, they only allow twenty one point seven points per game. So it's like. Their defenses, like you said, the defensive line is is, is good, especially against the, you know, rushing the passer. Uh, They have some young linebackers. They drafted Diane uh, Diane Henley uh, out of Washington State in the 2023 NFL draft. Got to see what what he kind of turns out to be. But I'm not against the Brock Bowers pick at all because I think that's the one positional offense they really truly need to upgrade. I know they got Gerald Everett and and Donald Parham, and they're solid options. But I understand the, the appeal of throwing Brock Bowers at tight end with Herbert, uh, ascending Quentin Johnson, who we'll talk about in the second segment, right? A uh, uh, Quentin Johnson, that toolsy big body receiver, uh, you know, healthy Keenan Allen, a healthy Josh Palmer, a healthy Mike Williams, and a healthy Justin Herbert. And you're like, man, this is good, right? But I do think that looking at a Nate Wiggins or a Kool-Aid McKinstry should what? be on the board for them defensively.
1: All right, well, let, well, let's do that. DP, coming up next, man, what we're going to do is we're going to start the next segment off, continuing this conversation about the Los Angeles Chargers because I do want to talk about the defensive prospects if their they're, if they're secondary is that bad. But I also want to talk about Justin Herbert, the quarterback quarterback at Oregon, the quarterback early on in his career. And now Justin Herbert is a veteran. He's he's been in the league three, four, five years, right? So I want to have this conversation because all of this matters when you're talking about draft storylines. You're talking about moving this franchise forward. So coming up next man, we're continuing. this Justin Herbert, Los Angeles Chargers conversation.
0: Whenever the game clock stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Guys, I live in the Greenfield County area of South Carolina, and after eating my pizza, my wings, my burgers, all the great things that you tap into during game day with your watch party favorites, a little dessert should be nice. It could be nice. And what other dessert would there be? that's refreshing and delicious than cheesecake. So that's why I use DoorDash. I order in on DoorDash and get me and my family some cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory in Greenville, South Carolina. Guys, I'm telling you right now, to have that delicious dessert dropped off at your front door it is amazing. Okay, you don't have to get up. You don't have to leave. All you go. You have to get up. You have to go to the door to grab the bag, right? That red bag with your food in it, and you can't beat that. So get fifty up. Get fifty percent off up to a ten dollar value when you spend fifteen dollars or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code Lock Twenty Three. We continue from the first segment, Keith. Defensive prospects. I said, Kool Aid McKinstry. Nate Wiggins, right? If you are at top ten and you need a cornerback, right? If you want to help stop the pass, because you got a pass rush, you just need to improve the second the cornerback situation a little more. I don't, Keith. I look at their 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 team, and I don't see a bona fide CB one. And Keith, that typically almost every defense has one, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, typically you want to have it same way you want to have a wide receiver one. You want to have a CB one, and I don't see one on this team right now.
1: No, I, I don't I don't think there is an asante and don't get me wrong, Asante Samuel Jr. is a very good player, good player a really good player. Um, you just you in and, and I don't know if he's a you know one of those quote unquote C B1s, but also you can you know that right because that's why they tried to go get JC Jackson. They were aware of that. Now, the reasons why that didn't work out that's between the general manager jc jackson the head coach the defense's coordinator right that part doesn't make any sense i think they went the right move to try to get a cb1 and go all in whatever it was and why they traded them and potentially they felt like they wasn't getting return on their investment that's their situation but you look at this cornerback class dp this is the part that's a little bit worrisome for me because when we jump into this cornerback class i think this cornerback class is talented I don't think there's Derek Stingley, Christian Gonzalez, Sauce Gardner. I don't know if that's if if that's what's in this class right now, right? Like yeah. I, I know you mentioned Nate Wiggins, which I like. I just I, I wouldn't put him on that pedestal right, right. at this moment, right? Kool-Aid McKinstry, Terrian Arnold. Um, you know, there's plenty more corners, right? Uh what Bo, Bo Melton, uh is it Max Max Melton? I'm sorry, from uh yeah. from Rutgers. There's a lot of good cornerbacks, DP. Um I'm just not sure if I'm putting them on that elite level, right, to where they can change or or they can be able to take it. Like like we say, right, line them up man to man, and they can take up half the field, take away half of the field. I don't know if I see that portion. But safety class, right, when we talked about our guy from Minnesota, Tyler Newbin, um, could that be a good match, somebody that can kind of mix and match, um, you know, in the secondary with Derwin James, somebody that can probably play the roof if if Derwin James walks down, and vice versa, they can kind of switch it up a little bit Two versatile back end defenders, um, and you've seen the Cincinnati Bengals DP. They went back to back, right? Remember they drafted Daxton Hill, and then they followed mm-hmm. that with Jordan Battle, and now it's starting to pay dividends as Daxton Hill and Jordan Battle are making plays for that Cincinnati Bengal defense. So I wouldn't be beyond that either. But I want to talk about Justin Herbert because Justin Herbert, the, the the conversation, it's been ebbs and flows, right? Everybody hated Justin Herbert coming out of Oregon, right? He was supposed to be the bust, then. Right it was he played well first two seasons hall of fame nobody's better than him right and i don't understand how the conversation shifts that crazy but that's what the conversation was right and then now i just i don't think people have opinions at all one way or the other right so i want to ask you dp because you studied justin herbert coming out you're watching him in the nfl when we're talking about the los angeles chargers their draft storyline what does he need? Right. Like, like what is the best version of Justin Herbert? What's like what weapons does he need to be the best version of himself?
0: Man, I I think a consistent run game would be great for him, Keith. That, like, okay. You know what I mean? I think that would be huge for him. I know that, you know, everybody, nobody likes running the ball. They want to see the ball flying through the air 65 times a game. I get it. But having a run game where you can dictate coverage, dictate the numbers in the box, dictate the numbers in coverage. Like when you can effectively run the football. Listen, we watch it over there in San Fran, man. You know what I mean? We watch it with, with Chris McCaffrey rushing for 145, 150 yards this weekend. Yes, Brock Purdy's life is a lot easier when you can play action, five step drop off of a bootleg. And there's nobody in sight in the backfield, right? You know what I mean? Because everybody's trying to stop McCaffrey first. They're trying to stop Debo Samuel first. So I think it's a situation where just getting the run game consistently going for Justin Herbert could be big. And Keith, I know there's talks about Trayvon Henderson going back to college. I pray to God he does it. I don't want to see any running back that's that talented to go, especially when you, I think we talked about it with, uh, was it Quinn? Uh, Yeah, we talked about it with Quinn. Travion Henderson, the last two years, has battled some nagging little this injuries, making him miss two, yeah. three games, four, you know, two, three, to maybe four games a season. You don't want to go back to college and then have that happen again, and then NFL teams is like, why would I spend a second-round pick on you, and I can't get you for 10 straight games, right? You know what I mean? So I say you come out into the draft while the iron is hot, but you think about adding him to that backfield, right? Even, not even just him, but... If they're gonna run, and it all depends on what happens with Kellen Moore and, and, and the OC and all, you know, head coach, all that, maybe a Braylon Allen from Wisconsin, right? You know what I'm saying? You throw those guys in there, okay? Like you, you throw in a, a, a running back that can tote the rock, that where it's like, you because when you're playing with Justin Herbert at quarterback, Keith, as a running back, if the offensive line does their, if the offensive line does their job, you're not going to see a bunch of stacked fronts. Right? Unless the receivers unless everybody's hurt and there's a situation you're like, I don't scare, I'm not afraid of anybody, right? But I think that's gonna be the big thing is just getting the run game going. And I mean, we talked about it in the first segment. A tight end, a real, a legitimate tight end could do wonders for this offense if all the receivers are healthy and you got a guy that can absolutely dominate the middle of the field, like man, like you know what I'm saying? I, that that changes things as well. So whether it was a Brock Bowers, right? You get him in the top 10. Like we talked about in the first segment, and if you were able to double down in the third round and get you one of these running backs, where you're like, you know what, man? Now we're in the situation where we feel we feel good about it, right? You know what I'm saying? Whether it's a Trey Benson, you know, think about Marshawn Lloyd being this all about Audric Estime, okay? Like there's Mm -hmm. there's multiple backs in this class. It's not as highly touted as I thought it was going to be because there's guys that stayed in school or into the transfer portal, but getting the run game going in the tight end. Oh uh, no that that' would be big for Justin Herbert because now he can kind of attack everywhere and have some more advantageous coverage windows.
1: Yeah, and, and it's supposed to be a big free agency market also, right? You talk about Josh Jacobs potentially, Saquon oh, yeah, Martin, yeah. uh potentially. So, you know, just find a balance, right? And that's for any quarterback, and that's why we see these quarterbacks instantly, right? Dak Prescott jumps in, right? Uh, Tony Romo gets hurt. He jumps in as a rookie. Then he was able to – did he lead the Cowboys to the playoffs or they won a lot of games so. under Dak Prescott? But there was a run game, right? Brock Purdy, there's a run game. So maybe Justin Herbert – listen, everybody missed – on a portion of thinking he's a he was a bust and he had a bad personality and he's not a leader, right? But then you switch to being he's a Hall of Fame guy. Well, he still needs help, right? You talked about Steve Young, the monkey on your back. Guess what? Steve Young probably played with 10 or 12 Hall of Famers, right, both offensively and defensively. So let's balance the that The Kansas City
0: Chiefs, Keith, not to cut you off, the Kansas City Chiefs are reeling right now. We don't yep. know what this team or offense is going to look like in 2024. They're reeling. There's opportunity if you build yourself up to get there.
1: Yeah, no, and I agree, and, and listen, what, what's, what's, um, what what can't happen, right, and, what, and what's, what's a non-negotiable is that the Denver Broncos gave up 70 points in week three to Miami Dolphins, and now they're two games ahead of you, right? That should not happen point-blank mm-hmm. period via the more talented roster, but man, we're going to continue to build these rosters out. I like this draft storyline conversation real quick. DP, I know you're talking rookie report, right? A couple mm-hmm. rookies you want to highlight. I know first we're going to start with the Los Angeles Chargers, right? Quentin Johnston, DP. Emergence, emerges right 90 plus yards big time catch explosive catch i think he had a 55 yard catch so emergence right so one wanted to cover him and then i know there was another rookie you wanted to talk about dp
0: yeah just seeing quentin johnston Track the ball on that. It was a 57-yard throw from Easton Stick. Not even from Justin Herbert, because you know what I'm saying. It was from Easton Easton Stick from North Dakota. No, was it? No, was it uh, North Dakota State? Whichever school yeah. Trey Lance came from, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, North Dakota State. North, North Dakota, yeah. Dakota. Okay, it, it didn't sound right coming <laughs> off the tip of my tongue. But yes, so like you know, just seeing him them get the ball to him, right? He caught three of his four targets for 91 yards. That's him, that that's promising. He coming off a game where he had 57 yards receiving. So I think the arrow is trending upward, Keith. But also talking about rookie report uh, uh you know rookie report and, and showcasing and talking about what we saw on on this past Sunday, man, Zay Flowers is becoming it, it's just a, a problem for for defenses. If you don't get to Lamar Jackson, you want to take away Odell Beckham because I think he's the true wide receiver one that teams want to try and take away, right? Yeah. Like, Zayn Flowers, six, uh, uh, targeted ten times, caught six of them, so uh, six catches, 60 yards, and the touchdown, the game-winning uh, touchdown, well, not the game-winning touchdown, but the touchdown that tied it to put them up, if I remember correctly, late in the fourth quarter, right? And that trust that Lamar Jackson has, man, his stock is consistently going up, and I can't wait to see how he's able to fare these last four games heading into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, man, two more rookie receivers making appearances, right? Like trying to make high leverage plays, trying to emerge, right? And we know that that's a that's always the toughest, um, you know, transition, right, for the rookies being able to jump right in and being able to play high level football, especially when their expectations there, right, with both the Chargers and the Ravens to deliver with DP. Coach DP, Coach K, man, we're coming up next, man. We're jumping into that locker room. We're passing out game balls for the top NFL performers that help their team win. And I'm going to have a, a, a quick conversation when I'm in the locker room with my guy.
0: Guys, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. But if you wait till the last minute, you will worry and stress because at the last minute the moment, you're trying to compete with other buyers. You're trying to avoid dealing with scammers and scalpers. And you're trying to find the best deal. You want to talk about best deals? You need to check out game time. They are the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. What else do they offer, DP? Tell us the benefits. Well, guys, you get last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. Their tickets are easy to, v- to find and buy. And this is the my favorite part. This is the best part to me. They show the views for all the seats in the venue. So before you purchase your tickets, you know what type of vantage point you will have. Guys, if you're an NBA fan, all right, listening to this football podcast, podcast and you're in the charlotte area of north carolina you can see zion williamson and brandon ingram for the new orleans pelicans facing off with the charlotte hornets for as low as seven dollars on the game time app so download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on nfl for 20 dollars off your first purchase coach k who receives your week 14 nfl
1: game ball dp i am going to shot town the midway right i am going to justin Fields. round of applause man round of applause man to pull out first of all it's probably the upset of the week if you look at the mm-hmm. chicago bears beating the detroit lions right a very talented detroit lions a chicago bears team that everybody's more focused on draft picks than what they are even winning games at this point right especially the fan base but man just to get the the win right and Everybody's going to talk about, okay, how, how did he pass the ball? He was 19 to 33, one pass and touchdown, right? But he also led the team in rushing with 12 carries for 58 yards. I hope, and that's why I said I'm going to give him the game ball, and I'm going to say, you know what, young man? You are prevailing through some incompetency that what I'm seeing, right? Because you're talking about a guy that has 12 rushes for 58 yards. Run him. Let him run the football and then allow him to make plays off of that with his legs, and like we consistently say, a la Jalen Hurts, a la Lamar Jackson, right? Something like that. We know that that's in there because we see it. DP, you see the talent is evident, right? And so, um, I wanted to give credit to him, man, because listen, a lot of pressure, right? Everybody's talking about it already bring Caleb Williams in town, right? Ship you out of town. And just to continue week in and week out, man, that's tough, man. It's 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 cold outside, right? And, and I'm not talking about just cold on game days. It's cold Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You have to go out there. You have to practice. It looks like we're not making the playoffs at all, right? We know the coaches are probably going to get fired, right? General manager, that's up in the air. And then I don't even know if I'm going to be here. But you're still going to show up against a divisional opponent, man, the Detroit Lions, on um, a game you're supposed to lose, and then y'all win that game going away. So I want to give my game ball to quarterback from Chicago, Justin Fields.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love that, Keith. And like you said, he's fighting off a, a ghost that hasn't appeared yet. You know what I'm saying? He's fighting a ghost that's in college, and Caleb Williams and even Drake May. But I think, you know, the only thing I could tell Justin Fields is keep doing your thing because one way or the other, like, you're going to prove to either this organization that you're the guy or you're proving to another organization, <clears throat> those Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons, um, that, that you are the guy that they should make a trade for. For me, Keith, I'm going, to, um, I'm going to Baltimore, man. Lamar Jackson, Keith. Lamar Jackson, he was 24-43 in a game that I didn't foresee. The conditions were terrible. It was cold. It was rainy. I did not foresee this being a shootout, right? Matthew Stafford out there balling out him, Cooper Cup, Puka, Kyrie Williams, all that stuff, Keith. And to go 24-43, 316 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, but also add 11 carries for 70 yards on the ground. And there were some just Lamar Jack- Jackson-esque plays, right? You have Aaron Donald bearing down on you. He's got his his, his mitts locked into your jersey and somehow you slip out of that. Somehow you juke a couple defenders in the backfield and then you get out on the perimeter and get the first. The things that he's able to do. I, I, I'm 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 happy that they don't run him the way that Greg Roman was running him. Right. That when he runs, it's calculated. It's uh you know, it's a deserted effort. It's a it's an informed effort. It's an informative decision. It's not a. Hey, the only way we can be successful is if we QB zone read you, if we QB counter you, and we just let you get hit 20 times a game. No, he's showing that I'm going to drop back. I'm going to make my plays, and then when you do try to blitz me and you get out of your rush lanes, then I'm going to make some things happen with my legs, and he did some outstanding things yesterday or this past weekend, and I, I'm just happy for him, man. I'm happy for him, Keith, and, you know, just this team, like they're 10-3. ten and 3? And they're not you know. even full a 10 or 11 and three. They haven't even fully started like game to game clicking offensively. And when that happens and I, hopefully it happens to close out the season, they're going to be a problem for the, for anybody in the AFC come playoff time.
1: No, nah, they're making the case to be the very best team in football. And right now we're looking at a what? Is that 2000? What year was that? Where the Ravens and the 49ers met in the Super Bowl? <laughs> it's looking like we're on a collision course. for that again, right? We're talking about two teams playing high, high level football. That's exactly what we're looking at. But DP, man, talking about a collision hey, of fact, course. fact, they
0: play in two weeks.
1: Oh, yeah, they play, yeah. The they play Ravens so The Ravens travel to San Fran, if I remember correctly. Bowl. That may be a Super Bowl preview. We don't know. But DP talking about a collision course, man. We are on a collision course head on with this NFL draft conversation, man. Bringing you championship level content surrounded the NFL draft 24 7, 365, man. I am Keith Sanchez, man. You can find me on X at D talent code. That is DP Damian Parson. You can find him on X at DP underscore NFL, man. Like we always like to say, man, y'all talk to us because we like to talk back, man. This draft conversation is starting to heat up, man. We have some good takes. Y'all. Welcome to us.
0: Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you for making Locked On Field Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. On tomorrow's show, we're getting into some Atlanta Falcons guys. We want to talk some Falcons. What do they? What are they in no man's land for a second straight season? Can they won't be able to find a draft? or quarter. We'll talk about that and potential. quarterback uh, options for him in the 2024 NFL Draft. So come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.